The Kansas City Royals traded away Alberto Mondesi. The hardest part is saying goodbye to a player like Mondesi because he brings so much emotion. He brings so much intensity in these conversations. But did the Royals make the right move? We're going to dive into the pros and cons of trading Mondesi on today's show. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals, email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we are brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel because we're going to talk about the Royals trading away Alberto Mondesi and wondering if that was the right move, if that was the right thing to do for Kansas City. What are the pros and cons of trading away Mondesi? And where does Kansas City go from here? But today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, the FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by going to FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Check them out over there at FanDuel. So this episode will be all about Monacy. The pros and cons of the trade. What the Royals got back. Could they have gotten more? Was this the right time to do it? And where this roster goes both this year and in the future. This conversation, of course, is met with a ton of, of sensitivity. Because you had people on both sides of the aisle. You had those who believed that Alberto Mondesi was a healthy season away from being an all-star, a healthy season away from, from just breaking out. Those who at one point believed he could be a superstar. And those who believe that a player who is routinely hurt is not worth it, is not worth the investment you're making in him is not worth penciling him into every day at bats is not worth the investment of this organization. Whenever you have other young, good middle infielders. And there's also a third kind of group where you can agree. Hey, this is sentimental because you, you, you watch Mondesi make his debut in the world series. You watch him be a promising prospect that, Looked like he had terrific power and one of the fastest players in baseball potential and uh, just a slick fielding. And you never saw it beyond just glimpses, you know, glimpses and, and glimpses and flashes. You never saw it be sustained. And so it's tough whenever you think back of that time period where the Royals were winning baseball games and Oh, what a cool story this is. You know, they, they they put him on the World Series roster. They want him in the dugout. They want him in the clubhouse getting a taste of this to usher in the new wave of Royals baseball. And it's been all downhill since then. So that, that does suck. That does suck as a fan to have a player like that pan out this way. I think with Mondesi, the Royals reached a point of no return. Dayton Moore has never called out anyone publicly, has never thrown anyone 
under the bus, has never said an insightful or interesting thing in his entire tenure as the Royals GM before he got fired, except for whenever he threw Mondesi under the bus. For whenever he got up there last year and said, look, when asked about Mondesi, we can't act as though he's on the team. We can't act as though he's a part of this organization because he's never healthy. He can never play. We've got to operate as if Mondesi's just not here is, is what the general, uh, you know, principle of what he said was the exact quote is, is basically just, that he's never healthy, but like it, it goes deeper than that. You can look up the exact quote. Now Dayton Moore's gone and JJ takes over. And it's obviously a sentiment that JJ felt as well. JJ Pacolia, the new GM of the Royals that he's, he shared that same feeling about Mondesi and surface level. It sucks to get back a undrafted free agent pitcher who did play well and have a sub four ERA um, in 2021 and then dealt with injuries last year um, from the Red Sox in, in the form of uh, Mr. Taylor. But he's 29 years old. Josh Taylor is 29 years old, going to be 30 years old. Like, what is that going to do as a nice little bullpen piece? That's a luxury. So you basically gave away Mondesi for nothing. You gave away... All that potential for nothing. And that's not a bad thing. Again, surface level, that sucks. To give away a guy that you felt could be an all-star, could be a superstar, and give him away for a 30-year-old reliever, for a team that's not going to compete and not going to contend and not going to win games, that sucks. But it goes deeper than that. It's getting that that pressure off the team. It's getting that um, clarity of what this team will look like. It's getting the it's getting the vibes better. You know, Nicky Lopez, Michael Massey, Bobby Witt Jr. Insert infielder here, Hunter Dozier. Even if you know, he doesn't really matter, but like the younger infielders, insert infielder here. They're not having that hanging over their head of, oh, is Mondesi healthy and now I'm out of a job? Like is is Mondesi back and now my position changes? Now my playing time changes? Now this and that changes? And then he's back for a week or two, and then it all changes back once he gets hurt again. You're not having to feel those questions anymore about Mondesi. You're not having to, you're not having to have the spotlight on Mondesi's health. And so while surface level, it's not the return that you would want from a guy the caliber of Mondesi that you believe he can be whenever he's fully healthy, he's not been healthy. Okay? And if he goes to Boston and becomes that superstar and does stay healthy, then that's just how life goes. Like sometimes... Guys just need changes of scenery. And sometimes it just, you know, something clicks. The bad luck stops. You know, if, you believe, if you believe he's been hurt this whole time and you believe injuries are just a part of playing baseball and playing sports and just bad luck at times, well, then the bad luck could stop in Boston. And if the bad luck stops in Boston and he's fully healthy, he's going to be a good player. But you just could not continue to foster that. You just could not continue to hope and hope and hope that this is the year. Eventually, you had to move on. You can only hope for so long. And I think that this move signifies another checkpoint. How are things going to be different with Matty Q in the in, in the skipper's office, with J.J. Pacoya in the GM office? How are things going to be different? Moves like this. You're no longer selling the fan base on crap, like on... Hey, this guy could be really good. He just needs to stay healthy. Gosh, you know, golly gee, we could have been good had had just one or two players stayed healthy. No, the team sucks. You know, this guy sucked. Get him out of here. 
and, and we hope it is good in Boston. You know, personally, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Modesty myself, but it sucked. The experience in Kansas City sucked. It sucked for him. It sucked for the team. It sucked for the fans. Got to move on. Got to close the book. Got to just rip the Band-Aid off and move forward with the new promising prospect in Bobby Witt Jr., the new promising middle infielders in guys like Michael Massey, right? The new guys. You've got to move on. And it could bite you. You could treat a guy that, that turns out to be uh, good, just needing a new home, just needing a, a healthy season. But we've seen what waiting around does. We, we've seen what, oh, just just hold them because if this is if, if this is all you can get for them, if this is all you can do for Mondesi, to, you know, and, and all their return you can get is a 30-year-old bullpen arm, just hold on to him, let him prove his worth, and then, and then trade him and get better value. Okay, that sounds great in theory, as did his potential, but in reality, you'd probably hold on to him, give him time, let him start a couple weeks and, and, and take away playing time from a, from a young middle infielder, and then he gets hurt. Or then, he just doesn't play good. Doesn't change the value at all. And other rosters are now set set in place. It was time. It was time for everybody, including Mondesi. And I think that this can be great for Mondesi. And again, I am rooting for him to play good in Boston. I'll be watching the Red Sox and, and rooting for him to, to play well and stay healthy. But both sides needed a change. And independent of what they do from this point forward, this move needed to happen. We'll talk about the cons of this move because I kind of uh, made this move into a, into a great light in this first segment. We'll talk the cons to kind of balance it out. And then we'll talk about where this roster goes as a whole moving forward now that Mondesi is gone and kind of where this roster sits ahead of spring training as the trucks were out there uh, moving and shaking around. So spring training is right around the corner. What is also around the corner, you ask, is the Super Bowl. And your Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. So go check it out today. This year, there's only one app that you need at your Super Bowl party. That's FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because you can have these great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app right now or go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet and get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to who will score a touchdown to the Super Bowl MVP, which right now the favorite is Patrick Mahomes. You can also bet on the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. They're right now a one-and-a-half-point underdog, so go hammer that. We know what Mahomes does as an underdog. So go check that out at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So go there right now. And best of all, you will get your winnings instantly whenever you win a bet. So join FanDuel.com right now by going to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet, Super Bowl 57 bet. Make sure you go there because you can make every every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL and LockedOn. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Royals Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're here talking Royals baseball, including the Mondesi trade. Now, again, I understand the other side. I understand those of you that said, well, you you made the trade, sure. Uh, why not just keep them? 
because let's say he does stay healthy. Let's say he does pop. And then all of a sudden, instead of getting a 30 year old reliever, you're going to get a B list, you know, 25 year old pitcher prospect. Again, that's, that's great. And I, and I get that. And the counter argument to what I was saying in segment one would be, well, let's say that you keep him around. Let's say that he does get hurt again. You deal with the bad, the bad attention, you know, the negative fans, the negative press, you deal with all of that for a week or two. And then it's just as though he's not on the team. He's hurt. You know, he's on the IL and you play the young guys straight away. But to me, it's just such a different breath of fresh air for these young guys to understand, Hey, in surprise, we're competing for a spot in surprise. Uh, if we win the job and we play good, it's our job forever. Right. Whereas if Montessi was there, if he's healthy, he's going to play every day. If Montessi's healthy in this organization, you're playing him every day with what the organization has invested in him, with the fan expectation, with everything, you're playing him every day. So then the young players go to, okay, I can't beat this guy out. I've got to hope he gets hurt again. And then if he gets hurt again and it's a minor injury, well, then, yeah, I might be playing a little bit more right now, but then my playing time decreases and now I'm herky-jerking in, into I'm playing every fifth day now. I'm playing every sixth day now. I'm playing every day now for this stretch because now he's got a little hamstring issue. Like It just it just changes everything, and it changes the mindset. And, and to me, we can't all agree that baseball players are more so predicated on where their headspace is at and where um, their confidence level is at than most other sports and then say that this wouldn't matter. This would play an impact in all of that. This would pay an impact into, into your mindset going into every at-bat, into every drill, into every um, aspect of your job if you had modesty there in, in Surprise, Arizona. And for what? To get a slightly better pitcher? You know, to get a slightly better prospect that could not that could also not pan out? This was a nothing trade. You got nothing in return. You, you should expect nothing from an undrafted pitcher who had a nice ERA in 2021 uh, and got hurt last year and has back problems. You, you, you should expect nothing, and if you get something, that's fine. But what you but the most you could get from him is a nice bullpen arm for a team that's not going to contend, which is not a ton, right? It's better than it's better than the alternative. It's better than a bad bullpen arm, but a good bullpen arm for a team that's that's not going to contend. It's just, it just doesn't really matter, especially when they're 30 years old. So. It's a nothing trade in terms of production you get back, but in terms of elevating this young roster, I think it's important. I think it is. Speaking of the Super Bowl, check out Locked On Chiefs. The Chiefs are there for you five days a week. We're going to ramp up the five days a week here in a couple of weeks as we get to surprise Arizona on our pitchers and catchers report day. We'll be back to five days a week until then, three days a week for the next couple of weeks. Also, check out Lockdown. It will be Prospects. Tomorrow's podcast will include Lindsey Crosby talking about the farm system. He's also going to do a deep dive, a deep, deep dive. I mean, he was rattling off some names of guys that he covered that I haven't even brushed up on yet. That He's going to cover on Saturday's Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast. So go check that out. You have a lot of Royals content uh, now. Me and Javi did a, did a rebuild episode yesterday where we kind of discussed different ways to rebuild a team on yesterday's podcast. So subscribe to Lockdown Royals wherever it is you get your podcast from, including on YouTube and any other podcasting apps. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. So we've discussed the pros and cons, and this is another move where I, I want to hear your opinion. I, I want you to comment it on YouTube. I want you to send it to me on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. But I, I, I don't think that anyone is wrong. Like if, you, if you feel sentimental about it and you think that they should have kept him, and you think that either, A, you keep him because he can hit and then be good for your team or be better for the trade value, that's a very valid argument. If you happen to start with me, I think that obviously it's a valid argument as well. But I'm just curious to see that the nature of the fan base around this move. 
But where does where does this Royals roster go from here? Where do they go from um, freeing themselves of the Mondesi debate of you know where will he play? Should he should he, should he move to third? Should Bobby move to third? What should happen? You know, blah 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 blah. To me, when you go to the FanGraphs roster resource depth chart, I think it's usually a, a an incredible tool. I think it's usually spot on. I think that they have something wrong with the Royals page. There is no reason why Nick Prado should not be in the big leagues. He should be there on the opening day. He should be in the opening day starting lineup. You should have Nick Prado the aging. You should have M.J. Melendez in the outfield. You should have Vinny Pascantino at first. And then up the middle, you should have uh, Mike Massey, Bobby Witt Jr., Nicky Lopez, uh, you know, all playing second, short, third, and trading away Hunter Dozier, hopefully, before the season starts. Like, that should be an incredibly fun young infield along with Salvador Perez to tie things down at catcher. And then Melinda's out in, out in the outfield to join a plethora of combination of outfielders like this. This lineup could be incredibly fun to watch night in and night out. Because if you, if you believe that MJ Melendez is a good, is a good ball player. If you believe Bobby Witt Jr. Will get better. If you believe Salvador Perez will still be really good. If you believe in Vinny Pascantino, which spoiler alert, make sure that you stay on Friday's episode until Lindsay gives you the hot take on Vinny Pascantino in segment two. The hot take on Vinny P will absolutely blow your mind on how good Lindsay Crosby thinks that Vinny Pascantino will hit this year. Uh, but, but if you think that he's a good hitter like Lindsay does, that's incredible. Uh, and then Michael Massey can, can join in there as well. And then the, the Rubik's Cube of twists and turns you can do in the outfield is, in, is amazing. So you have MJ Melendez out there. You can put Kyle Isbell out there. You can put uh, Nate Eaton out there. You can put Drew Walter, uh, Drew Waters out there. Like you have so many options. It's not even mentioning Edward Olivieres. Like you have so many options for your outfield that Matty Q will be given just an awesome array of of talent. And then you still have guys coming up the pike. Like, could could Tyler Gentry? I mean, could could he make the big leagues this year? Like, is that is that a possibility? I think it's a possibility. To where now it's another outfielder that you'd want to see in there. Nick Lofton gonna get invite invite to spring training. That's gonna be cool. But I mean, he drafted Tyler Gentry in uh 2020 as a college hitter. He's 24 years old. He got the double A last year, you know, get him to the triple A this year. And, and then maybe he can, he can play some of the bigs, you know, come June or July. And that's another outfielder for you. So this lineup can be incredible. And I think that it just goes to show you that, you know, yes, you're losing Mondesi and yes, we, how do I put it? You know, we, we hearken back to those times and miss the times where he was a fun young prospect, but there's other guys now, like there's other guys now that, that deserve that opportunity that he had. And he just sadly couldn't stay healthy. And sadly, that's just how it goes in sports. Like there are certain guys who are incredible and who have great potential and who could have been amazing, but they get hurt, but they get hurt. And I hope that Mondesi can stay healthy in Boston. Cause I really believe that in that ballpark, especially he can be a phenomenal hitter and he can be a really good defender and he can really shock some people with how good he is. 
So I'm I'm rooting so hard for him to be healthy. But it's a change that both sides needed. It is a change that everyone involved needed to have happen. So let me know what you think on the move of Mondesi. Let me know what you think on the young hitters on this team now. And let me know what your expectations are for this season. So, again, to recap this week, we did, me and Javi did a crossover where we discussed how MLB teams are getting rebuilt right now, all the different methods to it, and which one we personally side with. Today's show that you just listened to was all about Mondesi and all about that trade. Friday's show is 40 minutes long. That's basically two shows, okay? But it's all worth it. And I normally would not boast, and I'm only doing this right now because it's about Lindsay. It's not about me. All 40 minutes were insightful, were awesome, were intriguing, and you're going to learn stuff. Lindsay reports some things about how the Royals were were managing their prospects and uh, insight into why they might have struggled developing prospects that you're not going to want to miss. The Vinny Pascantino hot take, you're not going to want to miss. Which pitcher is due for a Brady Singer breakout that you're not going to want to miss? And where do the Royals go from here from a from an unbiased, unemotionally attached guy? Do the Royals have enough in the farm system to ride this thing out another year and to contend? Or do they have to, unfortunately, strip it down to the studs and start this rebuild over? Lindsey and I got into that a bit in segment three. He gave, he gave his opinion on it as an unbiased party. I'm going to give you my opinion on that next week to lead off the week. We're also next week going to talk about Zach Grinke coming back because I think that it's great that Zach Grinke is back for Kansas City. And then next week we're also going to do best, worst, and most likely case scenarios for this season. Then we're back to five days a week, hopefully celebrating a Chiefs Super Bowl on that first day of five days a week and leaping into our first roster projection, lineup projections of the season. So until then, make sure that you subscribe to Lockdown Royals on YouTube, on every other podcasting platform that you have. Log on to Twitter and follow us at Lockdown Royals. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.